<laughs> Straight up. Hold on, I got y'all. I got y'all. No static. Yes. Episode 238. I am Dennis, your host. Dax is here. You know. Coop is here. Here. LQ is here. Yes, sir. And this song is very affable. That nigga BG came home today. <laughs> BG came home? BG yep. home, fam. BG. Oh. Listen, before Dennis cut this music, nigga, well, damn, it's too late. That's about how long you're going to stay off of the heroin. Nigga, listen, I need you to stay right the whole time, BG. You know what I'm saying? I need you in the game right now, BG. We got a bunch of young niggas out here that ain't got their mind right. We need niggas like you and Juvie and, and, and Wayne, and we need y'all niggas. Matter of fact, y'all need to hit Wayne and bring him in. Somebody call Turk, and y'all heal Turk. We need the cash money reunion. We need y'all niggas to save the culture. Come on, BG. Don't let us down, brother. Welcome home. Hell yeah, nigga. Chopper City in the ghetto still the shit. <laughs> Bruh. Nigga, first of all, BG don't get enough credit. Stop for a second and say BG deserve it of literally what did this nigga from the from 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 I think he's from the third wall, Calio, right? Okay. This nigga invented bling bling. Think about what a nigga telling you. Because remember, niggas forget bling bling is a BG song, it's not a juvenile song. Just like Wipe Me Down is a Fox song, not a not a Boosie song. You know what I mean? Fox but, a million. Fox a million. I'm really because I thought everybody thought uh bling bling was a little Wayne song. No, no, no. So the story behind it is supposed to be that Lil Wayne coined the term, but it's BG song. Yeah, BG song. The nigga, the nigga, the nigga. If BG don't drop, is that Chopper City in the ghetto? Cool. Chopper City in the ghetto. It might be. It's not. It's not. It's not. Yeah. No, no, that's not his first joint. Uh, BG first joint is, but it's not on his first joint. The one, the first joint is the one with cash money in the army, but he had a navy. And if you ever play a heavy bitch, it won't be gravy. That's the yeah, first. That's the first. I could have sworn Bling Bling was on Chopper City in the ghetto. Man, wow. Dennis looking that shit up as we speak. Listen, yeah. y'all looking at that. I'm gonna go. We gonna go and get into the show real quick. So I think the best way to start it out is that you know yesterday yesterday was Labor Day as we're as we're recording. And I gotta ask y'all, like, nigga, I was right. It's the fourth song. <laughs> is there a deficit in cookouts? Yes, there yes. is. My my nigga, I noticed this Memorial Day, bro. Cause I'm sitting here, I'm like, my nigga, I know I'm, why I don't have a grill because my apartment complex where I was living at did not allow for us to have grills if you lived on the second floor. All right, fine. But for the rest of you niggas that was on the first floor and who had houses and townhomes and shit, shame on you motherfuckers. Because I'm like, I'm not asking you to to go out your means and buy meat for motherfuckers that you don't really give a fuck about. All I'm saying was, like the grill, I had the meat ready. 
And not one of you niggas gave me a call. Was like, hey, yo, you know what I'm saying? We're doing a little shindig. If you got, if you just want to throw something on the grill, I got you. I ain't getting not one call. Memorial Day, Juneteenth, uh, Independence Day, Labor Day, uh, that, that that weird week in August, right before the kids go go back to school. <clears throat> So, you know what's kind of crazy, bro? I do feel where y'all coming from. I wound up barbecuing yesterday, like cooking up yesterday, but it wasn't like I didn't plan to do it. It really just was kind of thing, like one person came over and was like, and we was kind of having a similar conversation. We was like, man, I don't know nobody that's cooking today. And I was like, well, shit, man. I was like, man, if you got the food, I don't mind cooking. I kind of pulled that shit you went, you do, man, where it's just like, man, if you go provide everything, I don't mind cooking that shit. And right. it kind of came together like that at the last at the last minute. I had bought some like like liquor stuff for the weekend just because it would be my girl. But yeah, I wound up cooking that way. But I think what's been happening, bro, it's not necessarily that it's less cookouts, but there's less cookouts that are gatherings like we know them to be. Like even yesterday, bro, when I like when I wound up cooking, I maybe called maybe I think two additional people came and I, and a matter of fact, I didn't even call them. Somebody else called them. Mm-hmm. So, like, like I, and I've been seeing a lot of that where, like, people have been like, oh, yeah, I was just growing yesterday. I was just doing this yesterday. But they're having them as, like, smaller events. And they're, like, I guess a little bit more personal in that matter. And we're in that way, or rather. And, and realistically, what I'm seeing, bro, is a lot of people just ain't got it. Like, dead ass serious. Like, Coop, you done been to, like, you know, if I'm grilling, I don't ask people for much. Like, you know, paper plates, bring a bottle. But I normally provide everything. Even you, Coop, and you and Alex, y'all do y'all do shit. Y'all typically don't ask people for much of anything outside of bring their ass. You know. Yeah. And and what I saw and what I saw was a lot of people just didn't want to spend that spend that kind of money uh for for the holidays this year. And then on top of that, what I also saw was just people just they wasn't just in the spirit of that, like that spirit of camaraderie. That's that spirit of yo. Let, I think let's... I think that's where you at right there, bro. I think you just hit the nail right there. I think if those two things are spot on. You ain't even got to go no deeper. I think number one, things are too expensive. When you talk about a cookout back in the day, we get like for example, my sisters um, were over here, and y'all know I got my sister step who don't have no kids. My sister Dewana, who got three kids. My sister Chantel, who got two kids, plus Anna here, and she's sixteen. She only, you know, y'all not sixteen year olds. They stay in the room till you call them, or whatever. But um, that's a lot of people, and you have to think, bro. A slab of ribs about twenty bones right now. You feel me? It's gonna cost you about twenty dollars for for a cheek, raggedy with all the fat on it, slab of ribs. So if we're right. trying to the, get, the, get the all that baby bat ribs that y'all swear up and down by. Yeah, so we $80 deep right now. Just for four slabs of ribs, we $80 deep. That's with no extra leftovers, by the way, because that look that all them gone. We $80 deep. We didn't even get to the sides. Yeah, my sister want to make dirty rice. Ground beef ain't cheap. You know what I'm saying? Rice ain't even cheap right now, y'all boys. So gas been hovered around $350, $370 for like a month and a half. We haven't seen, you know, sub three thirty gas in two three months. You yeah. know what I'm saying? 
it, it's just, and then I think we, we're having, I don't think people are addressing this either. I think we're having, because of the cost of inflation, going back to what I said about getting my promotion a few weeks back or whatever, um, and not really feeling good about it, even though I'm getting paid a loop, you know what I'm saying? A loot crate, but it, it, it don't matter because it, it don't feel like a loot crate yet, y'all boys. And I feel like that adds to people depression. So it's like when you're depressed, you ain't got no money. You you don't feel like all that shit because cookouts, as we know, when we say such and such invited to the cookout, cookouts are a celebration. It don't matter what the cookout for. Nigga, nigga turn up at repasses. Like that's a, that's a cookout. Nigga turn up at the repast. You everybody get a sobbing and sadness out at the funeral. Then a nigga have repast cookout, somebody on the grill. We got a soul train line going. We vibe. You feel me? But 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 niggas just ain't feeling that right now. Niggas they trying to they trying to take free bro. I just want to point this out real quick. And it it, it just it, it is has something to do with what we're talking about. Because I, I stand on the fact that it's mostly a financial situation for America that makes us not want to do cookouts. They're literally trying to say your kids can't even have free lunch at school no more. I hope everybody realized that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kids have free lunch, but we talking about cookouts? Practice? We talking about practice? No, man. Yeah, bro. So I'm hearing a couple of um perspectives, and I think this is interesting because um, I've I've heard. I heard that plus a couple of other things. Um, well, for starters, I know that we had said that you know when it comes to when it comes to the cookout, it's not really. It's more of a sounds to me like it's more of like Coop said, like an intimate type of setting where it's like, all right, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw this little bit of you know something on the grill, you know, hamburger, hot dog for the kids, something like that, but. I'm not really trying to, you know, invite because, you know, that because that also ties into the more, you know, groceries thing. Right. And it's like when you put up like when you put all of that together and it's like because I was definitely in that in that spot where it was like where it was like, OK, so I don't like Memorial Day specifically and Fourth of July for that fact, where it was like, dang, I don't know nobody like cooking out and. You know, it's also it's also, you know, for me, the fact that, you know, my like one of my grandmas passed um, and another lady who I consider who I consider to be like a grandma to me also passed. And it's like, you know, ain't too much, uh, you know, gathering around at Big Mama House and, you know, ain't too many ain't too many people trying to, you know, do that at their spot because ain't nobody really like coming out anymore at least that's what that's what's been my experience throughout <laughs> the whole thing has been just what i've been seeing is that you know it's not too it's not really too much gathering going on right not from at least not from anybody that i know because of the fact that you know like Big mama gone. Everybody went their own separate way. Can, can, can I piggyback off of off of this point that you're making, Dennis? Oh yeah, go ahead. Because I we keep coming back to big mama ain't around no more. You know, the average grandparent is around their forties. 
when it used to be the average grandparent was around their 50s Ooh. and their 60s, right? Oh, can we go down this rabbit hole? Because I kind of want to. Now, because I kind of want to. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let, just, just, just follow me real quick. Because I done been off the show for three weeks. I know a lot of people wondering where LQ was at. I'm back, bitches. Um, I'm gonna ask y'all this question. In our quest to break generational curses, have we killed Come on. Come on. family traditions? Come on. That's why I said, can we go down this rabbit hole? Can we have this conversation be on this because, show? Yeah, be, because gonna... a lot a lot of a lot of this we're gonna break generational curses came about when Big Mama died. Now again, I keep telling y'all my issue that when everybody be hollering about Big Mama passing away is we keep forgetting that Big Daddy been gone for a really long fucking time. Like, my granddaddy has literally been dead for 31 years. My grandpa been gone for 31 years. My, my, my grandpa been gone for 17 years because my my daughter has never, or 18 years, my daughter has never met my granddad. But let me let me piggyback off of what... Hold up, hold up, before, before you get there, before you get there. And a lot of our family traditions came from Come on. those elderly matriarchs and patriarchs in our families. Come you know on. what I'm saying? Like, it took two years post-COVID before my entire family was in the same place at the same time. And that was because my grandmother said, I want to see my family. And once she said that, no matter how we felt about one another, and trust me, it was it was in that room. We were all in that house. Side eyes were side eyes were made. You know, comments was I'm only here because Grand called. Mm-hmm. Those comments were made. But in our quest to, to break generational curses. I believe we're inadvertently killing family traditions. And I and Yo. I'm only saying that because niggas is like, I'm not gonna be around this uncle, you know, this, that, that. Okay, cool. If it was the uncle that molested you when you was a child, you got every right to to not be around that uncle. Ain't nobody finna question that. Matter of fact, why is this motherfucker here? So but if we me- just like, oh, you don't want to be around this this person because they just every time they say something it just irks you. Get over yourself. So so Get this the is fuck so over yourself. This is so this is so layered. And of course, <laughs> we got to move on to other things. We're not going to have enough time. But I really, really want to get this out because Dennis, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head with the big mom thing. Q, I think you eloquently added to the conversation. Y'all boys, hear me out real quick. First thing I want to get to so I can get that out of the way so I don't forget, partial what killed this too is COVID put the nail in the coffin on this shit. COVID put the nail on the coffin in this shit because it gave us excuses not to meet anymore. Because whatever little family traditions were still going on, COVID not only needed those, but the few big mamas that was left died from COVID. Talking about it more because of COVID. So COVID put a nail in the coffin, um, for lack of a better metaphor. However, 
let me talk about this real quick. As L.A. Knight would say, let me talk to you. Yeah. Okay, facts. <laughs> Listen, I bring up on this show oftentimes about, and, and Q, I'm going back to something you said. The average grandma right now is in their mid to late 40s. Which, by the way, y'all, that is no different than the age that our grandparents were when we were babies, when we were born. And I'm talking to my millennials. I'm talking to my 1980s millennials like Coop and, and, and Q and I, whatever. Dennis, I think you were born in the 90s, right? Yeah. So, but he's still a millennial. But our grandma on average age when we were born was in their 50s to 40s, Okay. The difference is, fella, like I said, this is this is this is layered. There's two parts to this. Number one, when our grandparents, our big mamas, was growing up, they came from a segregated tradition. So we had black folk are a oral species, which means we speak our culture, we speak our history. Okay, so we come from certain traditions. Even things we pick up through slavery and do it still to this day, like jumping the broom, which is not black, is Welsh. But we pick that up through slavery and it continues on as an oral tradition within our culture. So when, when we had those older big mamas, they was the, the cookout, the family gathering was a cultural thing that they were pushing through their tradition. Those big mamas, by the way, were baby boomers. And if they really big mamas, your great grandma, they were the greatest generation. That was their that was their generation, right? But when you get to us, the millennials and our parents, who are now supposed to be the big mamas, right? Because my mama's a grandma, Hugh's mama's a grandma type shit. You feel me? Our parents are Gen Xers. Gen Xers, and y'all don't heard me say this on the show, are the most selfish mm -hmm. and conceited people in the game because they were raised a certain type of way they're the black conservatives that you always me and him always go back and forth on they're the capitalists they're the ones who want to do the individualism they're the libertarians the libertarian party grew through gen x and i'm using political analogies but i'm talking about our family and social structure right now our big mamas are selfish bitches now. And that sounds crazy to a lot of y'all, but that's real. Your big mama that you had previously wasn't a selfish bitch. But yeah, our parents, our parents, our moms are now big moms and they selfish bitches. They don't care. They don't want to get with Jeffrey, they brother, because I don't fuck with Jeffrey's wife. I don't fuck with them. I ain't got to talk to them. And like you said, Q, we break a generational curse. Jeffrey, because I'm going to use my family, for example. Matter of fact, let me not use an analogy. Let me use the Rogers family. Uncle Ace got plenty of money, as plies would say. But Uncle Ace and his little section of the family, Shorty Reese and all them, my cousins, they live in their little corner, in their little suburb. Okay? Uncle Lank, a millionaire, he live in Miami, his little corner, his little suburb. You feel me? Me and my family, my mama and us, we live in our little corner. My other uncles, my other, everybody live in their little corner. The only people that comes together on a regular basis is me and, me and Tank, and that's because we've been best friends since we were zero. But outside of that, we don't fuck with each other. Do they love each other? Sure. Do they call each other and check up on each other? Sure. You think they want to get together for a get-together? No. Oh. Guess what? Because my grandma, 
no longer here, or my granddaddy is no longer here to say, I don't give a damn what y'all got going. You better be here because that's their mom. That's their dad. But because they ain't here no more, who has authority over them to tell them that? Not a damn soul. Yep. Do what the hell they want. Yeah. Doing. I had um I had saw something that said, and this is crazy how true it is because it's like, you know, being that this is happening, like we're we've slow we're slowly losing recipes. And yep. I thought that or I thought that was like the the greatest way to describe that because it's like, yo, hey, like, well, who's the like who's the hold on hold on cool let me get let me let me let me respond real quick but it's like where's the uncle that's wearing the like the the sandals and like we we we're approaching that generation right yeah because because yeah. listen listen when Grant is going. I don't know who's making that blackberry pie. Because it, sure like, it. it damn sure like ain't nobody gonna make it. Ain't nobody gonna make it. Don't nobody know how to make my grandma. I don't know who's doing it. I don't. I don't. Q. I don't do. I Q. cook. Don't I nobody cook. know I how don't to sweet. Don't nobody know how to make it, nigga. Don't nobody know how to make my grandma fried chicken. That shit gone. Don't nobody know how to make the pound cake that grandma Hattie used to bake. That shit gone. Don't nobody know how to go and pick bullet grapes and make goddamn Zinfandel from scratch. That shit gone. Listen, I already, I already said. I said, "Yo, Grand Goon, The only thing I want is the pot that she made: the greens, the lima beans, the black eyed peas, and the crabs." And I said, "That's all I want." Y'all ain't gotta give me. I don't. I don't care if she said, "Hey, I left the one. I left the Wayne twenty five thousand. It. I don't want that. Give me that pot. <laughs> it's gone. All that. All that shit gone, bro. We and, and what we don't realize as a as a people, as a generation, is we're part of the shit." Because me and Tank had said this to our cousins. Bro, 90% of our cousins live right here in Jacksonville. Right? Uh -huh. I don't never see none of them. The, I, that got part. A whole, I got a whole AAU team. That's one of the top in the city. And for girls basketball, my, my high school team that I coach is one of the top in the city and the state. Don't you know my cousins got girls that play basketball? And I didn't even know. I'm talking about my first cousins, niggas that we we done played, you know, uh, uh, hands up, seven up with niggas that we done we done we done fought with, we done we done been with at the cookouts on to the side eating the hot dogs together. Those cousins, I hope you're listening, Nikki. I hope you're listening, cause they got daughters, my niggas. Think about who I am. Y'all niggas know me. Y'all niggas know who I am as a man. Y'all know how I am and my passion for girls basketball. They have daughters that play girls basketball. And you know how I found out that their daughters play girls basketball? They were my opponent. Listen. At the game to play. So who breaking the shit up? Is it, It's us. It's all of us. Before, I, let me allow, allow me to have the last point on this. If you were like myself and Jax and Coop in that age group, your mid to late uh, 30s going into your early 40s, your early to mid 40s, you are literally that gap between the last bit, the last bit of what you all consider 
that slavery generation mm. and what we're inheriting now. So all that, especially if you're in the South, you know, all that, you know, we're going to sing hymns. We were, we was at grandma's house on Sundays for, for Sunday dinner after church. Me, Jackson, oh. who we are literally the last yes, generation yes. in that. We haven't inherited the titles of matriarch and patriarch of our families. And mind you, there's only one person who can hold those titles per family. Mm. Only one. And that's right. usually the one that keeps everybody together. Yep. But don't nobody fuck with nobody. And yeah, so, you're right. <laughs> I so mean, you we're, we're in right that here. age group. And I and I shit you and I shit you not. When it's our time to go, that's it. Whatever, whatever lineage or link, unless your family just tighten it like that, and y'all going like, and y'all's like, no, this your cousin. You need to know who your cousin is. You know, you need, you know, we want to make sure that you could trace back your uh, your family lineage. Unless your family is that type of family. If your family ain't together like that, that's it. It's a wrap. You not you not even gonna be able you not even gonna be able to say who your grandma was. I promise yep. you, sad. and that shit is sad. going to hurt. That's sad. It's going sad. to hurt. There's there's two opposing like small like cultural revolutions I've noticed. There's the breaking social norms revolution in the sense of making sure that things are better for us culturally moving forward now that we know that what's happened. And then there's the breaking curses movement that's, hey, everything that every generation before us did is wrong. So we anti that. Yeah. And what's been happening, bro, because I see I see it a lot of times like now that I'm a parent, and for a lot of y'all that don't know, my daughter is my is my fiance from a previous relationship. So, you know, I got to kind of come in when she, I came in her life when she was So I've got to kind of train at parenting. I, I always tell people. But I've noticed this. A lot of times, one of our biggest conflicts that me, that me and my fiance have is that there'll be time, there'll, we come to a point where it's time to discipline our, our, our daughter. And the way I want to go about it, which isn't necessarily like beating or spanking or anything like that, is a little bit more akin to what I was taught, what I went through, and who and the people who raised me, which that's just like we said, for our generation, that's normally for most of us a generation removed generation that raised us. A lot of us is raised by Big Mama and Pop Pop and, and all that. So we had to grow up in this world that was vastly different from what they grew up in, but we got a lot of their sense of like moral compass and things like that. But for a lot of them, bro, what I and, and me and Wayne have talked about this for our, our families, bro, we the next probably big mamas and pop pops. The reason why is because we the just like you said, we the last one that had that experience of being raised by the, not even the generation right before us, because you got to remember, our generation is the biggest and largest amount of absentee, not just fathers, because I had, I, did, I had I did this a little bit of research for my job, not just fathers, but absentee parents in the history of the human race. That means, that means that even if at a time when we were like savages and you just abandoned your young, no. 
<laughs> Once we moved past that, that generation that's responsible for us for, for the 80s babies, for the crack babies, nah, bro, y'all was vacant. So y'all parents raised us. And if we was lucky, we had a few experiences with you. Some of us was lucky enough where we had our parents in our, in our lives. But for the most part, about this, essentially, you had the greatest generation raising a generation they had no real way to relate to. Because yeah, and then, and then when you think about it, cool, just to just to round it off and put a bow on it, what cool just said, and and like I like I said, I know that black fathers are the most in the child's life parents of any fathers right now, but that's because of millennials. Yeah, bro. My gen I tell that's people because of millennials. My, my generation is the first time I saw cats having kids, even if they had them mad young while we was in high school, but they was making an effort to be there, bro. Bro, and the, and they and the, that's the thing, bro. Like they the 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 absentee thing, and like I say, to put the bow on it, that's where the individualism comes from, because it's always been about I got to worry about me real quick, because they ain't never get a chance, bro. We we're talking about. The, the same generation, we're trying to get them to do Big Mama and Pop Pop stuff. It's the same generation that they were like, yo, do you know where your children are? Oh, my God. Right, look, I can tell I can tell just certain key things because just like I said, and we, I argue this a lot with people. We have become so anti what the generation before before us did that we've honestly we've kind of Donald Trump and this is what I mean by that when Donald Trump first became president I said this to Wayne I said this to a couple people Jack somebody said this to you too I said bro no matter what happens we're not going to be able to see whether or not this was a good or bad president because of how much has happened and how much he charges us where that that smoke screen will come will completely take us away from dissecting if the things, the policy, the laws he did, the changes he made were actually good or bad. We'll never get to that point of being able to say whether or not he was a good or bad president. He's so charged us that no matter what he says, he's essentially going to be always remembered as essentially the Andrew Dice Clay of presidents. We've done that same thing to the things that the generation before us did to their traditions, to the things that they taught us, to how they went about things. We've taken all of it and said, well, all of this is toxic. So whether or not in actuality, I go back and dissect this and realize, you know what? Maybe this actual thing that Big Mama and Pop Pop or hell, my dad and my mom did to me, I'm anti that now. But in actuality, the way I view and got to the point of being able to be the well-adjusted person I am is because of these things, we're not even weeding that out anymore. We're not looking to see if what they did here was good or bad or what they did there was good or bad. We're taking the whole thing, the whole generation, everything they thought, everything they believed in, we're saying it's all bad. And so we're trying to move further and further away from it. And honestly, bro, it's 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 killing the concept of the concept of the talking drum where the tribe got together and the drum gets beat and we start to hand down the tradition of the generations of our family and the traditions that moved us. And more importantly, the lessons that allowed us to survive that got us to this point. Dennis, I hope the next topic is positive. Oh, listen, I'm about to, I'm about to put a bowl on this right now. Um, two things I want to say. Um, thing number one, um, the closest thing we have to a cookout nowadays is the baked beans from Publix and the potato salad and the fried chicken and the lemonade and the tea. 
and the Hawaiian rolls, which is very, Damn. which is a good meal, but very unfortunate that this is what it's come to. Um, secondly, I, I just want to, I just want to say, um, I just want to take the time to, you know, give a rest in peace to my uncle Buddy, who happened to be one of those people, um, who was on that grill. He recently passed, so. It's, I think what makes it um I think what makes it you know and I'm gonna let y'all get to, I'm gonna let y'all get to your point but I think another thing that really brings this all around full circle when we talk about when we talking about you know people in the family coming together and things like that it shouldn't have to it shouldn't have to just be funerals that oh my god come on somebody Bruh, I'm not even going to elaborate because I got to get to something positive. Y'all niggas going to kill me. I, I, I know, I know. I'm, I'm going to just say this. Listen, to my cousin Mel, I am so sorry. But, baby, you have been trying to get me to come to your son's birthday party for the last two years. And I do not live in Jacksonville. And I can do so much more better to make sure that your son knows his cousins, which are my children. We got to do better. I shouldn't, I should, the, the reason I should, I should see my family should be more than just a funeral, more than just a wedding. Bring back family reunions, God damn. Facts. All right. Okay. Now we can get positive. Um. So, do we want to get to um the the new undisputed team? Yeah, this is positive because this shit is hilarious. <laughs> oh, so with so the new undisputed team, even though it you know they have the, you know the occasional you know switch up with the team themselves, but the one in particular, um, I believe that was the like starting point was it was Skip, Keyshawn Johnson, Richard Sherman, and Michael Irvin. <laughs> team, we all lost our jobs at ESPN. <laughs> Fact. That's literally what it is. See, we lost. We all lost our job. I would say this, man. You know how something special happens, and you be like, "Damn, that was special." And then, the matter of fact, let me use the Walking Dead as a good analogy. Walking Dead comes out. I used to read the comics and shit. I'm like, "Oh, they making a show. They making a, a comic book a show out of the comic book." Let me check it out. Boom! We start watching the shit, and we're like, "Holy shit, this is good! Holy shit, this is fucking good!" Right? And so everybody start watching Walking Dead. And then those first two seasons is phenomenal. And then after that, they had a spinoff of they do the Talking Dead. They do they uh the, the which is the after show they do, you know, the other the Walking Dead spinoff here, the Walking Dead spinoff there. They got Daryl going to France and shit like that, and all of that stuff. You will never recreate that moment when the Walking Dead first started. And it was fucking fire. You'll never recreate that moment. However, they're going to try and try and try and try and try. And that's what Undisputed is right now. Skip and Shannon had a special thing, bro. Because we discovered it a while back. It was a LeBron debate. I might be wrong. And then it was like, oh, damn, these dudes are good together. Then we realized that Shan, Uncle Shay Shay, was phenomenal when he pulled out that Miles and that Yike. Yike. And that's when we realized, damn, Shannon Sharp is actually Wait. funny, which is which is weird to me because I don't know if y'all remember, 
when Shannon Sharp and them boys was playing somebody and he picked up the phone and was like, Mr. President, we're going to need the National Guard. We are killing these boys. That's 90s uncle humor right there. You feel me? Yeah. So, so. Bro, Shannon Sharp is a, is, a, is a good old country boy from Georgia. I don't know what y'all was thinking. Right. But you're not going to get another, like Richard Sherman, Keyshawn, it don't matter who you put on there. It's not going to, it's not going to happen. It's not gonna happen. It's just like around the horn. Uh, that's why PTI is still good because it's the same. Well, two and here's my thing. Here's my thing. I haven't seen the show yet. I haven't seen the show yet. Richard Sherman. As much as I love Richard Sherman, he does this thing where he wants to prove to everyone that he's intelligent. That gets that gets old after Unless a while because we know he is. Because we, exactly, we know we we get it, nigga. You're smart. You you're a Stanford graduate, Phi Beta Sigma, all that good shit. We know you're smart. Stop trying to prove it to us. Prime. Wow, I was about to call him Prime Time. Michael Irvin is going to be Michael Irvin no matter where he is. Cokehead. Exactly. Period. Bro, that nigga's the Cruffalo Dollar of sports commentary. If Michael if, Irvin now now let me if they really wanted something good to come out of this, Michael Irvin would have went on the show with Cameron and um and Mace. Oh, this what he got him. Mace. <laughs> yeah, he could have went on there. Let's then it would have been lit for real. Nah, I got, I'm with you when you're. <laughs> that would have been the that would have been the best sports show on on, on television, bro. <laughs> you know what's crazy though. I watched first take with Shannon, with Shannon and, and Stephen A, and I liked it. Yep. I mean, it wasn't bad. No, it's not bad. My thing bro. is, you know what I don't like about Stephen A, and Uncle Shay Shay, bro. I feel like they're 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 yeah. too respectful to to each other. They're yeah. too they're too. It's too much love being shown. But, bro, okay, bro, I'm gonna say something, and this is gonna sound. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. This is gonna sound like a hotel moment. What do we want? <laughs> do we want us all working together and harmony, respectful to each other, or do we just want <laughs> on a, on a debate show? I want chaos and debate. That's why Skip yeah. and Shannon was just good. like just like you know more challenging of, of yeah of other basically. But that's but that's the thing, bro. Here's the, here's the thing, bro. They're not going to get to that point until two points every time, bro, because of who they are. They're not going to get that until midway into about three weeks into the football season where enough has happened for them to differentiate on opinions. I don't think they're going to get like that at all. Cool. Well, I, I think they respect each other too much. No, I think, yeah, like, my thing seen, is because you've, you've seen the two of them debate before, right? Before uh, Shannon left ESPN the first time. And they've gotten into very heated debates. But they happen at the same time each and every year, bro. They happen after football season has kind of started to kind of take its stride. When If you go back and look at this show at this point in the year, these are always some of the worst episodes because the fact of the matter is there's nothing really to talk about. They don't they don't cover it. They're going to cover the major sports, which are basketball and football. The drama's in the NBA, but the football season is here right now. And all we've gotten so far is preseason. And the crazy part about it is all the drama right now is so occupied by the NBA that you, for the first time in a long time, 
there's not a whole lot of NFL drama. All the NFL drama is like actual football-based shit. People upset about their contracts. Nobody got so many off-the-field issues. Everything right now, it just hasn't made that vacuum yet. When the season starts, because here's what's going to happen. Stephen A's experience is going to go against O'Shea's fucking expertise and experience of actually playing. That's when they'll that's when they'll start to have their friction. What what honestly, what I think will make it bad is if they try to do it and one of two things, either Molly does her job too well and keeps watering it down when it needs to kind of escalate, <laughs> or B, when they're there and realistically they don't ha- they don't ha- they're in that weird in between time when the basketball season first starts and we'll be back at this point again because then it'll be the Wait, inverse. I, I I get I get what you're saying and I'm and I'm a tackle first taking just a second. My only issue with undisputed one we got to give Skip Bayless his flowers. He is the best at making himself a heel. He's probably better than the Miz. That's because that's because he's really a heel. The nigga's and, really a bad person. And, <laughs> and, and, and this the way and this is the way I see it. This is the way I see it. If if that show is gonna is gonna be any kind of success, the four of them on that show are gonna have to figure out their roles on that show. If Skip is going to be the consummate heel that he was, he's always been when it was cold pizza, when it was first take, and now that it's undisputed, you have to let Skip be Skip. That's why I never understood the Skip hate with most people. Because one, Skip opinion is really how he feels, and two, he always allows his his co-host to shine in a way that elevates the show. Yeah. And I think and nobody wants to get that is the fact that, you know, Okay. I think what has to happen is the fact that being that it is early and you know and much to you know what what Coop's saying and what y'all was saying about like how the season hasn't really you know hasn't started yet and they haven't really got into it. I think what has to happen and I think, I think that they all have to you know I think they gotta find a group. So it's a new group like that first bit, the the bits and pieces that I was watching of you know when Skip was in that group with everybody, Skip wasn't doing too wasn't doing too much talking or wasn't able to do too much talking. Like it was just it was just all of them the whole time, and that's pretty much the most of the highlights. So I think that once they you know um Sh- Shannon and Stephen A included, I think once everybody kind of kind of you know gets their groove going. I think they can they can come together and um find the the dynamic because I was even told that like it it didn't start out that way with with Shannon and Skip at first like they had to find it so just, yeah they had to they had to figure it out finding it undisputed got too many heels it's just like too many people too many people want to be Skip it's but I'm many, like you're not going to be too Skip many heels. if you look at if you look at undisputed look at the people that's on the show Michael Irvin. <laughs> Uh, uh, Richard Seymour, Keyshawn Johnson. They're all heels. They're, who's the baby face? But like, here's, where, where, here's where the other thing, bro. It should be Richard Sherman, 
Richard Sherman don't want to be that. Where okay, so if Richard Sherman don't want to be it, it should be Keyshawn. Keyshawn don't want to be it. Keyshawn been like, a heel his whole life. You can't write a book that say throw me the damn ball and try to tell me you're not a heel. Look, Keyshawn been a heel. Bro, y'all want to hear some some real shit? You're not going to have there. This iteration of undisputed isn't the version that's going to work. It's not. No, right, yeah. Here's here's what's going here's what's going to happen, bro. I believe, and don't get me wrong, this is just Coop being in his Coop Adams bag. Out of them three people. Coop and got black bags, y'all. Coop, yeah, Coop, got, got, in, Coop got in a DeLorean. And <laughs> went, <laughs> went 85 miles an hour or some shit like that. Listen. Because of anything negative, so it stands to reason that they'll be the easiest ones to bring back. Richard Ooh, you Sherman just came from, you just came back from Saturn. Cool. We don't know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my bad, bro. I got black bag? Yeah. Yeah, you got black bag. Black. Right. We don't know what my bad. you're talking about. My bad, y'all. What I was saying is that two of these three dudes that we just named that have been added to Undisputed and my and just in my Cooper Donis bag, I believe out of them three, at least one of them is going to wind up back on ESPN. Just for this, and it's probably going to be either Keyshawn or Michael Irvin, just because those two are, they know the ESPN model, they know the expectations, and neither one of them left on bad terms. They just left because them niggas, was, them niggas had a calling. I'm surprised the Channing went to ESPN though, because ESPN worked the shit out of their they, they talent. They made them do a lot of work. I'm surprised just, Channing went over there. Can I be honest with you, bro? I'm a, this, and this is why I honestly think they did, bro. I think they see or have started to gather what are the 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 beginning parts of like, okay, bro, how do we eventually replace Stephen A. Smith? Not because they need to or they want to or they're trying to push him out or anything like that, but he's getting older. He said it himself that his next skate is probably a little bit more behind the camera, his next ventures as far as like in his career and his skill set. And I think what they're trying to do is Find the people that they believe are his best replacers, and they got and they got a solid they got a solid group. Because I can't knock um, I think which call is good. Uh, R. C. Ryan Clark is real good. O'Shea I think is a is a damn good choice because the passion Stephen A. does his job with is the same passion that O'Shea is able to do his job with. And so, on the flip side though, getting on the undisputed, I don't think this is. I think this is their 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 prototype model to find. Like, okay. Just with like what you said, they need it. They need a baby face. And oh my God, Jack is happening again. It's happening again, Dennis. This is an example of how they should have put the belt on Cody. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Where if we quote unquote put the belt on Cody for for Skip, undisputed is fine. And what happened was they need they let Shannon Sharp go. And they had no idea how to actually replace them. All they knew they needed was he can't be white. <laughs> realistically, he's got to be black. <laughs> and we can't put, we can't run a no name. And there's no one out there so skilled in journalism amongst men that we could, that ESPN doesn't already have. Or that is a known enough face that we can go ahead and put them in front of people and they have the same gravity. 
nigga, they just didn't want to bring Rob Parker back, bro. Just say what it is, my nigga. They didn't want to bring the boy Rob back, my my guy. Should have put it better. Bro, it's a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of cats like that. But think, but think about it, bro. Y'all just said it, bro. You got two dudes that's already just naturally by how they are and their personalities, they're heels. You got another cat that realistically, bro, just is a is really just an edgy good guy, <laughs> like, <laughs> like Wolverine. Like we get it, you a badass, but it don't change the fact that you a hero, and we all know you a hero. Should have put a belt on Cody. But because you so adamant on proving that you're not what we say you are or what we clearly see you as, you're going to start essentially assimilating the same roles as the other two. And us now we got a show full of heels, and we don't got nobody. We don't have what Skip does is he lightning rods. He lightning rods. Even when he was on when he was on first take and they eventually went to the style that had the mediator. He was a lightning rod because he would he would charge up the mediator too. He make everybody in the room hate him. And it's it's for all you guys that that, that that's real like comic heads. He was they he he was like their doctor Doctor Manhattan. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna say something so awful, so crazy, so wild that it'll always kind of like even as you guys express your own points, it'll always be y'all against me. The niggas Roman Reigns. Right. He should have put the belt on Cody. Listen, the only person who could have who could have done that show and it would have been great was Charles Barkley. But Charles Barkley trying to get out of television, bro. He ready. He ready to just play Charles golf. Hey, y'all ain't about to work. The shit Charles Barkley, by the way, I was on a plane with Charles Barkley this weekend. By the way, who are you, Dennis? <laughs> nigga, this nigga Dennis, bro. Dennis, next topic, you son of a bitch. This nigga Dennis, like, yeah. Shout out Charles Barkley. I was playing golf at a pro-am this weekend, and I got to uh, share a glass of wine with Charles. Get the fuck out of here, nigga. Shout out, Charles. What you doing? Bro, you wasn't – no, bro, you wasn't there tonight, bro, that we was just randomly, like, chucking out random artists in the air, and Dennis was like, oh, yeah, I got a verse by them. And I was like, nigga, what? And then that single will go in his computer and play the verse? I just want to point out that Dennis lives in fucking Tallahassee, Florida, which is pretty much bumfuck wow. Egypt. And um and um he met Charles Barkley on a plane somehow. Dennis is a CIA agent. Prove me wrong. But listen, me and Dennis have this talk once a month, bro, about how his life don't make sense. You don't. How the fuck how the fuck you live in Tallahassee, but you met Charles Barkley on a plane? He ain't got no business within two hundred miles of you. There's nothing within two hundred miles that Dennis and Charles Barkley would be in the same vicinity. Unless Dennis on some shit we don't know about. Dennis Which is the what? reason why we didn't know Bob Barker was alive. Fuck it. There Come it is. On, now. There it is. There it is. Bro, what's y'all? Y'all, y'all trying to cast blame with the Bob with the Bob Barker situation. Oh yeah, bro. You know what I figured out? Y'all niggas killed Bobby, bro. We yeah. y'all no, no, no. No, you know what it is? I just figured it out. Dennis worked for the fucking CIA and he's a part of the cover up. He's making it through, because guess what? Center of the universe show, everything we say happens type shit. Dennis is using this show as a cover to do his nefarious ass CERN slash Mandela effect slash time traveling bullshit. You son of a bitch. I ain't going down alone if it's just me. 
I have nothing, I have nothing to do with, with Bobby. That was all y'all. Bro, listen, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell and the sad part about this, I'm gonna tell you something, bro. Now that Jack say that shit out loud, I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all know something that Dennis do that he takes very seriously, bro. But you gotta be his homeboy to notice about him, bro. When Dennis dead a uh, aka or a nickname, he is adamant on never being called that again, bro. And now that I think about it, bro, that's just you changing your name so niggas can't track you. So niggas can't track him, bro. The nigga can't fool me. The nigga work for the CIA. Fuck that shit. So, so I can't just have a rebrand? Nah, nigga. You full of shit. Uh, uh, nine, nine rebrands? Nine? <laughs> I should have known something was wrong when that nigga had a Green Lantern ring on his fucking album cover. He didn't even cover it up. Bitch, we don't know your secret identity. Hey, man. They should have put the belt on Cody. They should, bro. <laughs> that ain't no fucking lie. That ain't no lie. Shit look dumb right now. They should have put the belt on Cody and Jacksonville shouldn't have been giving out five million. But that's neither here nor there. See nothing wrong with either thing you said. <laughs> Shout out to E Dub. Um Yo, uh, I just, if they if they put the belt on Cody, you would actually see the belt. Yep. I've seen the undisputed world heavyweight championship. I don't even remember what it looked like. Champion don't even fucking be on TV. <laughs> The, the World Heavyweight Championship is officially the WWE Championship. And with that said, we can get into wrestling. <laughs> um, do we want to do okay? Do we want to get into CM Punk getting fired from AEW, or do we want to get into Payback? I got a we question. Can't really say did, that did, we did we all see it don't. coming? Because even yeah, me that's what I about to say. Saw that coming. Come on, man. I went. I went Q when he right. First of all, I think it's. I think as a business decision, I think it's a terrible decision from Tony Khan. Terrible decision for Tony Khan because that deal he just signed with uh what's the Saturday show called? Uh um, Collision. Collision. That was based on CM Punk being on the show exclusively. Yeah, they so did. So like yeah, they and it was a big ass deal, a big time deal. So that was based on CM Punk being on the show. So I don't know how he gonna draw because a lot of people watch AEW because of CM Punk. Now, me personally. CM Punk came back. I was hyped about it at first, and then I quickly stopped giving a fuck because AEW's booking is terrible, right? Mm. Um, and then I'll tell you another thing that made me stop giving a fuck about AEW is Cody Rhodes went away. I, I I hate to say that I was trying to turn AEW into New Japan, but I don't like book. I feel like it's all over the place, and I get how they're doing it, but I don't like the ring of honor. There's too many belts. It's just too much going on. And I think CM Punk was like the one semblance of this is real wrestling because everybody knows who CM Punk is because he was the world heavyweight champion. Down that AEW championship shit, the world heavyweight champion of wrestling right now is Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins has a belt on him. CM Punk had a belt on him. Um, MJF has a belt on him. Who's the Ring of Honor champion right now, uh, Dennis? Somebody has the ring on the belt. I don't know who it is, but they got a belt. Whoever got the New Japan belt, whoever got the N- uh, the NWA belt, which I think is EC3 right now, it don't fucking matter. The heavyweight champion of the world in wrestling right now is Roman Reigns, and that's the way it's been since the Attitude Era. Period. Now, back in the '80s, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair had a belt at the same time. Both of them was considered the champion. That shit been dead a long time. So now you're in a situation where Roman Reigns is world heavyweight champion of the world. 
AEW had one person who had been the world heavyweight champion. I mean, Chris Jericho kind of, but he's way over the hump compared to CM Punk. And now CM Punk gone. So what now? Yeah. Like collision, <laughs> what collision was, was just how, was just, you know, that was because CM Punk got into it with other AEW wrestlers and said, right. and they said, I need my own night. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being in the arena with this nigga. Like, um, I think the word that we should use here is what QUs when we talk about artists like the baby, where they say it's on brand. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's his own brand. So, um, because again, as a casual wrestling fan, it seems like this nigga CM Punk just no matter where he goes, he just leaves a sour taste in everybody's mouth, and I don't know why. He did it at Ring, and and I'm like, I I know he did it at I know this, and I'm not even into wrestling like you guys are, so that says a lot. He did it everywhere he went, fellas. He's done it everywhere he went. Now, I would have loved for CM Punk to stick around. Because although I don't give a shit about CM Punk, I thought, like, oh, yeah, having CM Punk would be a little bit better. Because, like I said, it's a name. It's for people like you, who's casual wrestling fan. He knows who CM Punk is. Here's the problem AEW's fucking with right now. They don't have any superstars. CM Punk was their Roman Reigns. And they don't know, and I said this on the show a while back, AEW doesn't know how to make superstars. WWE makes superstars every day. Rhea Ripley wasn't a fucking superstar until they made her a superstar. Okay? Um, Jay Uso? Are you kidding me? The same nigga that used to have the face paint with the orange shorts? That nigga's one of the biggest baby faces right now? Still, so still trying to figure out if he's a wrestler or a rapper, but whatever. I, I'm hey, listen to me, my boy. <laughs> um, I'm big, big time Jay Uso fan, but I'm not gonna cap out. I don't know if I'm a. I feel like they blew the bloodline storyline, and I think I don't care about Jay Uso no more. Which kind of sucks. And even if you wasn't gonna put the belt on Cody, guess what? Belt on Jay. Instead of having Jimmy come out there and break them up so you can break up the Usos, why not put the belt on Jay, let Roman go do whatever the fuck he's doing right now, Jay Usos your champion, he's on SmackDown, then the next week, Jimmy betray Jay, he keeps Solo and Paul Heyman, so the bloodline's still together, and now they're opposing Jay. How hard is that? Yep. And your belt's on TV. And Jay Uso, who don't work harder than anybody, is literally the champion of wrestling, which is deserved. Right, because all Jay gonna all like all Jay about to do is go back and forth with the Judgment Day. That's it. It's the never ending. It's the never ending cycle. Especially He's just over there to go back and forth. So you know what my theory is? Here's my theory: Damian Priest. I'll make it quick too, so we don't hold it up. Damian Priest. Ain't cashing in that money in the bank. This is gonna be one of those situations where Jay gonna go back and forth with Priest and Finn Balor and all that other shit because they all secretly beefing. They're gonna end up in a match where Jay and Priest are wrestling for the briefcase in a ladder match or some shit like that. Judgment Day gonna come out and try to help. They're gonna fuck him up. Jay gonna get the briefcase. Now Jay's Mr. Money in the Bank without having to win money in the bank. 
Okay? Mm-hmm. Cody is going to be the person that, quote, unquote, has to be traded. We heard that, right? Mm-hmm. Cody's going to be the person that has to be traded in SmackDown. Cody's going to go to SmackDown. He's going to feud with, with Roman because now I'm on SmackDown, bitch. You try to run. You can't run. Yada, yada, yada. And we're pushing towards WrestleMania. We're pushing towards WrestleMania. Some Gunther or whoever is going to win the Royal Rumble, he's going to challenge Seth Rollins or whoever's holding that title at the time. And then it's going to be Cody and Roman for the belt. But guess who's Mr. Money in the Bank? Jay Uso. He's going to cash in on that bitch and be the champion. That's what I think going to happen, man. Because otherwise, none of this shit makes sense. Yeah. Now watch it be some something more lackadaisical than that, and that's the whole point. Is the fact that all of this has been very lackadaisical. Like we got a, we somehow have a, a rivalry between Jimmy Uso and AJ Styles. <laughs> like it's just like yeah, what is that? It's everywhere. It's like they ran out of ideas, but they, it's because they, you know how when you write us. So here's something that'll get uh, Q back in the conversation. You know how when it's you got that comment and you write yeah. yourself into a corner? Yeah. So you be like, it's oh, time travel, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Or you be like, oh, well, they was dead, but they're not dead now. Like that type of shit. It got that vibe to it. Like that. It got yeah, that, that John Michael Bendis vibe. Bruh. It's it bringing them back in Fast and the Furious, bro. Yeah, bro. It's bad right now, bro. It, this is this is terrible right now. Yeah, I, I just sad, like they, normally I would bring him my I would be in my Cooper Domus bag about this, but the thing that Jack said is going to happen is exactly what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to basically because because at this point, bro, I've been trying to really like I re- didn't realize how hard it was for me to see the idea or the world of Priest actually cashing in this money in the bank successfully. Yeah, he's not doing one anything. or two things. Either like either a they was going. It, it seemed likely back when they made it seem like uh, Judgment Day might break up from like inner turmoil, but now it's it's just it's just weird, bro. And don't get me wrong, they might have just planted that seed so they can break them up from, from that at a later time. But that shit is just no, bro. It just it just don't make sense. It just don't make sense. <laughs> Like and and to make it worse now, bro. And as much as his group is still in very much in the main eye, I'm sorry, bro. But they they didn't they didn't like kind of like inadvertently bury Finn a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, besides, well, if he didn't if he didn't get those, um, I think if he didn't get those belts, those tag team belts, him and Damien, I would have came. I would have definitely been on this show saying. Yeah, it's a wrap for Finn. Cause even when um even when that match between and I said this in the, and I said this in the group chat, I said I don't know if this is like a, a K9 event, but the fact like the fact that that LA Knight beat Finn Balor clean is like bro, but that but see, and that's the other thing, bro. Here's the thing, bro. Yeah, okay. So Finn is Finn, Finn and Priest are undisputed tag team champions, right? Instead of uh, KO and uh, same as Zane, right? Yeah. But here's the thing, bro. When KO and Sami Zayn had the belts, it felt dope. This just feels like all right. We just moved the belts. We just moved the belts because at this point, bro, the storylines 
all the storylines that intertwine with the bloodline at some point have so much gravitas that we have to move the belts in order for us to make like matches that seem like fair or real matches. Because here's the thing, bro. It's no way with, with them belts still on Sami Zayn and KO that they lose. They would have just held the belts for like <laughs> for like some indefinite amount of time. Not only that, bro, but y'all missed the opportunity, bro. Y'all missed a big opportunity. Jax called it. We all called it. We was like, yo, put the belt on Dom, bro. Put the belt on Dom and let that nigga be a menace for like <laughs> for like a year to two years. Bro, they wouldn't honestly, bro. They, if they would have did that, bro, they could have landed that 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 this bloodline plane a long time ago, bro. Because the amount of people chasing Dom to get that fucking belt from him, bro, would have been insane, bro. And we would have just keep having him get his way out of it, keep having him get his way out of it, bro. It'd have been perfect, bro. But they didn't do it. Okay. So now we got we back with Finn, right? And keep in mind, here's the thing: we've done this. They've done this to Finn. They've made it so that the only way Finn gets any belts now is with the help of somebody else. You can't, you, you, until they said, now, now, and that's why for Finn to be relevant, these motherfuckers are going to have to lose the belt, break up, and they're going to have to, like, have a resurgence for Finn on his own just to be able to put a belt on him. Should have put it on Cody. Should have put it on Cody. Bruh, but, he, bruh, but honestly, that don't help, bro. Bro, he can't think about it, bro. Everybody that who's possibly, ironically enough, bro, and y'all just said it, everybody, they could have put Finn against in a storyline on his way to a belt run or on his way to a belt at least. They've already put him in a storyline with and had him lose. Could have been a storyline with Cody, but they had Cody beat the shit out of that nigga. Could have been a storyline with LA Knight, which probably wouldn't have been bad. But honestly, they had LA Knight do his thing, bro. Now and keep and he keep in mind, bro. Hitting him and Priest together, the only thing that backfired because they're not ready to they're not ready to turn Priest face yet. Mm. So putting him, so drawing out him and Finn Balor's storyline too long is automatically going to default him to face because people hate Finn right now, bro. Put him in a match against Steph Rollins, and guess what? He got beat twice. Yep. Can like I my say this real quick, bro? I, like, if, if I, I, I got to be the only nigga that don't believe that this is going to happen because I think it's stupid. If the WWE, Jesus, Muhammad, Martin Luther King, or or or, or Donald Trump believe that Damian Priest can be a baby face. We doing something wrong. I never, as a wrestling fan, and I'm a real deal wrestling fan. I've been watching wrestling. My first time seeing wrestling ever, I've seen Dusty Rose and Ric Flair in the Jacksonville Coliseum, okay, with my grandma. That was my first thing I ever seen wrestling. Steam, Marcus Badwell, not Buff Badwell, Marcus, American Males. American males, I'm in the dirt with this shit. You feel me, my nigga? Dustin Rose, not gold dust. I've been watching this shit a long time. That wrestling fan, there's no way in fucking frozen old hell that I'm ever getting behind a baby face Damian Priest. It can't be, bro. I don't like it, what? and it's not going to work. Bro, even when he was in NXT, bro, and him and uh 
him and Gargano was going at it. What was that for the North American? Yeah, bro. They had to keep him like an anti-hero. That's the be- that's the closest the baby face y'all can make. Priest, y'all can no just make him, face, bro. Something yeah, bro. You 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 you, you can just make him. The best bro. you can do is make him. Yeah, like that right there was just yeah. Like, because Finn, because honestly, and I think about this, they tried the Damian Priest babyface thing, and it didn't work out. It didn't work. That's what he had when he first, flag shit on, right? When he, first got to, when he first came to the main to the main roster and won the U.S. title, he was technically a, he he was a babyface, and they and they ended that shit real quick. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, not bro. You know, you know. To me, and, and I, maybe I'm one of the only niggas. Cause I think me and Bud had this conversation because Bud loves Shawn Michaels or whatever, right? And the Shawn Michaels baby face never worked for me. Roddy Piper baby face never worked for me. Okay, certain certain niggas can't be baby face. Okay, it just don't work. It don't work. Damian Priest is one of them niggas. Bro, but you Stay with the men. Right, the men can't be a baby right. face, bro. Yeah. Some casters can't. Bro, there's no baby. Bro, no, no baby face Randy Orton's. Yeah, you can't have. Sorry. Randy, baby face Randy Orton is terrible. Okay. Certain things you, can't be baby face, bro. You, you just want. You want when he go babyface, bro. You want him to come out and RKO him. You know what? Even though the crowd was behind him and and, and rest up, Bray Wyatt babyface never works. Never works. Yeah. Well, thank God. Like, remember, 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 <laughs> babyface Undertaker. I hated it. Remember that shit. Can't do it. Damian Priest. All right, Coop, you getting black. We must be traveling. Yeah, yeah, too much. It's starting to kill the. All right, we must be traveling in a vacuum and season time right now. Or Dennis, you could admit to the people right now that that Coop is giving us pertinent information and you're blocking it with your CIA equipment. Which one is it, Dennis? I don't know. It depends on how you want to answer about this Bob Barker situation. Light skinned niggas. <laughs> but nah, the, the point is, they, they should have put, put the belt on Cody, and E Dub should have gave me five million because cause Big Boogie was only playing bass drum. He was not playing snare, so there wasn't much effort there. I My God. My God. My God. He was, he was also teaching the cello. Mm. E-Dub don't even spend five million on their security that stopped white supremacists from shooting up the school. But they was gonna give it to a nigga to play drums in a band. I think if you take every piece of every instrument in Ant Waters and all the band um uniforms, it don't add up to five million dollars. Bruh, you can throw in actual people and it won't get up to five million dollars. Facts. Facts. You know, there's a bunch of air walls off of me by me. Oh my god, Dennis, why you bought that shit up, man? What the fuck? Okay, I got a question about that before we get out of this thing. 
Mm-hmm. Is that one of the biggest lies ever told on camera? Oh yeah. No, the biggest the biggest that's, that's, lie ever told on camera was did we have sexual sexual relations? You mean did, did I sleep with him? No. Yeah, but it's it's, the, up there. it's up there. It's definitely up. It's, it's, it's the up, reason why it's a top ten lie. It's a t- maybe even five. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be top five lies. And the only reason I say that is because we know soon as he makes the statement, buddy lying. At least when Bill Clinton say I did not have sexual relations with that woman, it's open. It, hey, you can believe it. Or you could not believe it. When OJ said I didn't do it, but if I did, this how I did it. We know that nigga was lying. So this shit is up there. Just is is this is that was it was that a bigger lie than Juicy Smollett? Again, up there. Cause I think, I think what's crazy is that like with that he it's like it's one thing in the lie, but it's one thing in the lie unprovoked. Like he volunteered that lie. Yeah, like then nobody asked, like then nobody like well, they, they asked him if he if he went to college, but like he he, he turned it into I got scholarship. Cute, cute, cute. <laughs> they asked the nigga, did he go to college? He said, nah, he ain't need no college. He didn't want to fuck with no college. But those people wanted him to come there. So the nigga said, like, who? Like, what? What you mean? He said, you had scholarships? He said, man, I had scholarships. Nigga wanted to pay me to come there. You know what I'm saying? He's like, pay you to come there? Like, how much? Now, at this point, the host is in, is embellishing the situation because he noticed a lot because that's not how scholarships work. But this nigga don't know because he's an ignorant nigga, right? So... So he said, man, you know, I had, you know, people want to pay me five million. He said, who want to pay you five million? At this point in time, Q, when you done told this line, you done got this deep in the rabbit hole, who want to pay you five million? The next thing out of my mouth is Cal, Stanford, Harvard, Duke. I'm the, even fam you. I'm naming big time schools to pay me five million to come play drums. Q, this nigga said, Ed Waters. Well, he didn't say it. Okay, so so he here's the thing, right? HBCU in Jacksonville. This is how it started. He said, he said, yeah, you know, um, they want to they want to pay me for the, the play the drums, but I said, but I turned it down because I wanted to, you know, stick with the rap. And he was like, and he was like, at what college? He was like, I don't know. It was a college in Jacksonville. They wanted to. He like he started out. He said at first he said they wanted to offer me. 15 million or something like that. No, wait. Right. Million. <laughs> no, wait. Five million. They wanted me to go to school for this decade. 10 years, five million. Yeah, bro. To play, to play at an HBCU in Jacksonville, which is Air Water. The same, the same college that got bombs sitting down by the rally. Yo, 10 million for five. That's a is that a 360? Bro, Basically. what is going on, bro? All right, let's oh wrap this up. Yeah, we, we we losing recipes and we losing <laughs> our minds, apparently. <laughs> Closing thoughts. Yeah, man. Listen, guys, in your own personal and individual journeys, don't be so quick to get to the destination because there are things along your journey that are going to mean the most to you. There are bumps and curves that you have to sit there and appreciate. 
There are people that you're going to meet along the way. And there are people in this journey that you're honestly going to have to get rid of. But once you get to the your destination at the end of the road of your journey, you're going to appreciate everything that happened to you. I promise you. As always, be patient. Be prayerful. Do not panic. LQ, I'm out. Yo, I'm going to make this quick. Um, I'm going to say this, man. I went on King Talk Podcast this weekend and co-hosted because Tank woke me up. It was like, nigga, Janae ain't show up. Can you make it up here real quick? And I said, yeah. So there's a nigga, shout out to Gunshine Podcast. Um, there's a nigga, uh, 305, he's a co-host of a podcast called Gunshine Podcast. I'm not familiar with the podcast. I don't know much about it. I don't know what they talk about or nothing like that. However, I do know this. I know the nigga came in the, in the building. We was talking about something. And then we kind of got back and forth on some shit because I said, and I quote, I, we was talking about the Foo Fighters with Ron because he played it on the break. And I said, man, I love the Foo Fighters, man. It's one of the best bands, my favorite band type shit. And Tank said, yeah, it was good. The concert was one of the best concerts. I took Tank to a Foo Fighters concert, one of the best concerts he ever been to or whatever. I said, man, that nigga bought out John Travolta. So uh, 305 says, Oh, you like when white men bring out other white men. So I asked this nigga promptly, of course, my no static family, are you a hotel? I'm trying to give him grace. Are you a hotel? And he said, no, I'm not no hotel, but I'm a Christian. All right, stop right there. What happened after that, we ensued into a little argument back and forth. As you know, I'm an atheist. But the nigga triggered me by saying that the Foo Fighters, John Travolta, white, as if black people can't enjoy white stuff quote unquote, even though I didn't know white people have the authority or the, the hold on the Foo Fighters, I didn't know niggas couldn't listen to it. And he said something about the Bible being black and I said it's a European religion. He said, no, it's not. Now here's what I'm getting at on this point. My granddaddy used to say the easiest way to keep something from the nigga is to put it in a book. I'm going to say that one more time. My granddaddy used to say the easiest way to keep something from a nigga is to put it in a book. Whether you Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, I don't give a damn. Whether it's your your car note, uh, your your lease, your your contract for work, your your phone, cell phone contract, whatever you're signing, whatever you believe, if you're signing something, it must be important. If you believe this is your eternal salvation, it must be important. Read it. Read it, niggas. That's all I want y'all to do. Read it so you can come from a place based in fact. Pray with your hands open. That's how you receive energy. All right, y'all. Great pod. Um, as I always say, may you and everyone around you experience nothing but love, happiness, and protection. Um, shout out to shout out to us for you know another another great episode. Like we we talked about you know the the lack of cookouts but we we really did cook on this for real and yeah i just i just want to take the time out to say you know try to work on you know i'm not even gonna, i'm not even gonna give y'all advice like one thing because like i'm in like being that i'm in grad school one of the things that i'm learning about is that i need to like you know as a therapist we should limit our advice giving but we need to you know 
help people come up with their solutions. And I just want y'all to really like think about what you want, what you want your life to look like. And the steps that you would have to take in order to get there. I think that's the most I think that's the most important thing that I leave y'all with this week. Um, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeart, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts at. And remember, when you touch that dial, like, rate, review, share, worship. Worship. And like that, we out. Peace.